it's you. Come on in. Welcome to the scum bar. Welcome to the Scumbar Podcast, episode 54, where we talk movies, video games, pop culture, books, uh, the Academy Awards, and everything in between. I'm your host, Matt Brush, and with me today, from the red carpet himself, I don't know who he's wearing tonight, folks, this is... Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. My name is Anthos. How's it, how's it going today? Ooh, wow, you are a celebrity, sir. How are you? Wow. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> you just have that celebrity austere to you, you know? Yeah, my, uh, my, my cheeks are, are fashioned in a specific uh, position, and I just feel like uh, I'm going to smile the whole night, and uh, yeah, that's how I'm feeling. <laughs> you just hope that the cameras don't catch you when you're doing something a little bit awkward? Yeah, as long as like I see the cameras in front of me at all times, mm-hmm. then I'm, I'm prepared. Good, 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 good. Anthos, how you doing? <laughs> I'm okay, how are you? <laughs> I'm pretty good. Welcome right. to the podcast. Now, I know Thank this you. is a little bit new for you, so uh, just yes. so you know, this is a podcast where we like to talk about books and movies and just whatever we're kind of feeling, so yeah, this is... Yeah, and, uh, and some things in between. Some things books in between, movies. of course. That does happen. Um, what's new with you? What's been going on? Um, uh, what, 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 what has been new? Um, oh... I think I mentioned before. Yeah, yeah, we've talked about this a little, a little bit before, and we had a topic a topic about it. But the whole uh, the whole media server thing. Mm-hmm. Oh so yeah. I've gotten a couple parts. I actually just oh, picked I up. I meant to um, send you a link on that too. I got I sent myself a link to and send to you, but I forgot to. Which <laughs> I will send. <laughs> Great. Um, yeah, so I picked up a uh, bare bones computer case and with a PSU, uh, like power supply, nice. and it was all for forty five bucks. Um, so it's pretty good for what I've been seeing on Craigslist because most of the people that I've or most of the posts I've seen have cases for 20 to 30 and then power supplies run up from like yeah give or take 40 plus um yep. so considering i got both of those parts for 45 bucks the only thing i need to get is the uh wi-fi card mm. and otherwise i've got everything else mm-hmm. so then yeah i'll start putting it together hopefully this week um and then uh, my brother suggested that i use linux mint was it mint yeah, Linux that's what Mint. you mentioned last time. Yeah, it was Linux Mint. Yeah, Linux Mint instead of uh, instead of Windows. So it'll be a bit of a learning curve, but he said if I'm, if I'm familiar enough with Windows, then it should be fine. So um, yeah, so I shouldn't have too many problems with that, but knock on all the wood you can find. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, but I'm looking forward to finally putting it together. The computer's actually, Ooh. I don't know if you can see it, but... I'm excited for I mean, you. This is cool. It's not really much to look at. Oh, like nice. There it is. Hey. It's that old thing right there. That's pretty special, actually. I mean, compared to mine, mine's like a 90s tower, so... <laughs> well, I had that option, too, but then the ones on Craigslist I found that were... That looked like they were from the 90s, they didn't they didn't look like they would fit the motherboard I have. Like, they looked like the more... Depends on um, the size. Like, case micro sense, yeah. or mini ITX or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or ATX. Um, but I needed standard size ATX case, so... That's funny, because in the anyway. 90s, standard was more popular. So if it's a 90s case, then you're more pressed to find a standard one instead of a mini. Mm-hmm. So you find people like my age that prefer standard size because of what I'm used to. So my towers always look gargantuan compared to like the yeah. ones at work, for example, where it's all mini case. In fact, if there's a big one, everyone thinks it's an old case, which to me, I'm just like, if it's big, there's more room for parts. <laughs> so I'm always yeah, exactly. like, excited yeah. for it to be big, you know? 
Yeah, but I, I think that comes down to another level of um, the whole customization fact that we were talking about that, you know, people who really know their computers are the ones that are, are going to invest the time to getting all those different parts that they, yeah. that they want or think they need. But I know a lot of techie guys that also take pride in shrinking everything down to get as small as they can. So yeah, like well, I, I thought about that too because I wanted uh, like when I was upgrading my my video card. Uh, what, what was that? Not too long ago, um, and I was looking into the other parts that I would get with it. So like the having to upgrade my oh no 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 sorry it was the RAM. So mm-hmm. because I was going to upgrade my RAM, I had to make sure it was compatible with um, um, motherboard and CPU, which I ended up buying altogether. But in the middle of doing all that research, finding parts, I saw that people were doing uh, micro AT- ITX. Is it ATX or ITX? ATX, right? ATX. Yeah. And I I thought it would be nice for portability um, and even just like having at home, even if it's just stationary, I like the idea of having something smaller because mm. just like living in this condo, I, I kind of prefer having smaller things because otherwise I feel like I'm just overwhelmed by giant objects everywhere and it's right. too much space mm-hmm. um so yes it's nice to have bigger cases to fit more equipment but at the same time uh you know depending on your situation there are still a lot of ups for having the micros uh micro case which can still deliver uh in terms of getting all the parts that you might need if you even if you wanted to do some hardcore gaming like you can you can get good parts that'll fit right so yeah cool yeah well that's interesting uh, how about you my news for the week uh is obscure as well i guess um i have recently started birding so huh? <laughs> i have a friend uh who i met who recently i was like oh what are you what are you up to on the weekend or whatever and i was like oh i'm not doing too much and he's like uh oh do you want to come with me and go birding i was like oh birding yeah and i was like birding is that is that what i think it is he's like yep like bird watching <laughs> yep so okay. I actually have right over here my dad's, which have now become mine apparently, uh, birding laser discs. Um, no, just kidding. These are these are binoculars. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. So I was out there and I was birding, doing my thing. So cool. I've I've gone twice now and I've learned a little bit. And now I'm super amateur, but uh, I've learned a little bit of of the different species of birds around me. And I've learned uh, how to identify them correctly based on their their calls and uh, you know wow. and, and to see them and uh, and uh, like kind of the differences about them and honestly it is weirdly addictive like weirdly really addictive it's it's anybody who likes Pokemon would like birding it's pretty much <laughs> yeah. the same thing it's it's like real life Pokemon except it really is Pokeballs he even said when I was talking to him he said that he tried Pokemon Go and he played it for about a week and then he was like why am I doing this like he's like I could just do this in real life. So <laughs> just a quick funny story. Um, we were going out. He was making fun of some friends who were playing D&D too much. And he was saying, uh, he's like, some people, he's like, they get so obsessed with like the, with what they're into. He's like, he's like, that's all they talk about, you know? Mm-hmm. And when he was saying that to me, him and I were sitting in his car at, in a neighborhood right by someone's house, watching a tree in someone's property for this one bird that he was pretty sure was going to be there. And we have been sitting there for 35 minutes. <laughs> that's what he was telling me about D&D and his friends being too obsessed with D&D. Nice. I was <laughs> like, yeah, I think we pick and choose our battles a little bit here. <laughs> so uh, anyway, so that's that's what's new, I guess, going on. There's so much going on in my life, but that just happens to be one of the funny things that are new is I'm, uh, I'm birding now. <laughs> so do you actually know any calls? Like, can No, you I can't necessarily okay. mimic the calls, but I can tell you... Because again, I'm really new to this, but I can tell you that hum, uh, 
woodpeckers make more of like a metallic-y kind of um electric kind of call give me an example um uh, I, you know just, what just try, I, it. try your best I, I i i here here's one interesting thing i can do in the bird community when you're trying to identify a bird you can quickly go to this awesome app and uh i'm gonna play a bird sound for you and you tell me if you recognize this sound there's a chance you may tell me if you recognize this a sparrow uh nope but it's a bird though right it's a bird definitely a bird uh let's see if it let's see if this one makes any sense to you i'm really bad at it sounds really is that a loon or a duck or something no no and don't worry i'm i'm just as bad it's just i'm starting to recognize it because i'm paying attention it's this bird i don't know if you can see it blue jay it's actually not a blue jay it looks exactly like a blue jay and everyone everyone here in canada thinks it's a blue jay but we actually don't have blue jays in canada oh we have what what do we have we have what's called the stellar's jay it's actually it's our provincial bird in british columbia what yeah so we see them you'll see them you'll go oh my god a blue jay but it's actually not a blue jay so i, I learned that and i was like oh that's pretty interesting and uh Sorry, when i got wait, to what's it called again stellar's jay stellar's jay okay so yep. what does the J part mean though it's that's the species type there's a bunch of different jays oh, there's gray jays stellar's jay there's blue jay there's lots of different Did you say jays. That there's ray jay gray that's jays like a, ray jay is a he's an r&b singer <laughs> i'm not kidding okay ray well, jay is the brother of Wait, is her name Moesha? No, her name is Brandy. So this R and B. Her name Brandy. is Brandy. She's a fine girl. <laughs> uh, well, no, it's called the Gray Jay, but it's actually oh, Gray. Ch- Sorry, not Ray. It Jay. just got okay. changed to Canadian Jay because it's actually our national bird. Oh, yeah. What? Okay, I gotta look at this up. Canadian Jay. Canadian Jay used to be called oh, Gray cute. Jay. We actually here on the West Coast call it the uh, Whiskey Jack. Oh, oh, cool. Yeah. It actually does. It reminds me of the birds that um that I see uh, on Whistler Mountain and some of the other mountains. Exactly. Actually. actually, yes, on mountains is where you typically see it. My fiance ah. and I actually fed a bunch. We were we went to a spot where we could feed the whiskey jacks. I had no idea it was the same bird as a gray jay. <laughs> I didn't know that at all, and I didn't know it was our national bird either. So, just things like that. So there's the world of birding for you. <laughs> Interesting. So, yeah, the reason why not the reason um it just reminded me that like when i do see them in whistler they're usually nearby some of the chairlifts usually have to be higher up on the mountain to get to Mm. um i guess maybe the climate that they tend to be in and i know a lot of people would they'd either like the skiers would either turn their pole upside down so that there's like a little point sticking up or some people would just like stick their finger up or like a hook or just point up um some people usually have like seeds but there's a whole bunch of birds that excuse me they always not a whole not a whole bunch but there's a few that i've seen that tend to just gather around those chairlifts and if people just stick something pointing up the birds will come and just land and just like hang around <laughs> so yeah cool. cool all right um i'll probably do a topic on this at Great some jam. point so i will probably go a few more times and then i'll talk about it in a topic because uh, it's it's interesting now again it's not it probably won't be a hobby that i really get into but it's just something that i find fairly interesting and it's really unique so i'm trying to learn as much as i can right now that's yeah that's pretty interesting so all of you pokemon go fans out there if you're looking to do some real life hunting (laughs) try birding (laughs) yeah (laughs) actually just as a really quick plug um use this app there's an app called merlin or uh i think it's just called merlin and uh it's what it is is it's it's from the cornell university 
Mm. And uh, they, they made an app that's just that compiles all the bird information. So what you do is you download the app first, and then there's no birds in the app. And so what you do is you download a pack, and the pack is around your area. So it'll be like, I've got Western Canada in mind. So you would download the pack from where you're from. Uh, and then when you get that pack, it gives you all the birds in that area. So when you see a bird in regular life, you go, okay, that bird looks Regular like life, not real in re- life. In re- in real regular life. life. Real slash regular life. <laughs> uh, you go to the app and you quickly type in a little bit of data and uh, then it'll spit out what it thinks the bird is going to be. And it gives you like five or six options. Then you pick the one it is. And it's just a really quick way to start identifying birds. It's really fun. Cool. Yeah. Um, so the, the two sounds that you showed me, they were both... Like it was the, the that was Canadian from that J and the provincial J. <laughs> no, no, but yeah, yeah, exactly. The the Stellar's J. Stellar. That was just Stellar's J that I was telling showing you. So you, uh, my fiance and I, when we were over more close to where you are now, um, we we used to wake up in the morning to that bird every single morning because it would be on the windowsill and it'd be trying to eat our plants. <laughs> oh, so we used to actually really get mad at that bird. But now it's now that you know it's the provincial bird. Are you still gonna get mad at it? Oh yeah, yeah, he's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> he's beautiful, but he's annoying. Okay. You have to set um, a yeah. You have to set a trail of worms from your windowsill to like your neighbors, <laughs> and then to like another there. neighbors, and then yeah, exactly. So that he'll he'll think like, oh, I have to stay over here now, and just have like a big, like pile of worms or whatever sellers jays eat. Just have it at the other house, like two two houses away from you, so that. They don't think it's you because there's like that extra, uh, what do you call it, degree of separation. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, got it all thought out. Uh, Anthos, let's move into topic number one. Now, I think I I want to hear about your topic. So, if you don't mind, I think we should just start with yours. Okay. Oh no, uh, I'm sorry. I totally forgot about news. <laughs> okay. How about ye old news? Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're off hinged today again. <laughs> oh, I think I got so so caught up with uh, what's new with you. I just totally forgot about uh, yield. <laughs> All news, good. So. And you and you wrote down more notes today. <laughs> I did write down so many notes today. <laughs> uh, okay, so yeah, some news. Um, I do have a couple of things that I've read recently. Um, I mean, this first one. Okay, so it's about John Krasinski and his involvement in the MCU. So far, it's all just rumors. Um, but a lot of I'm seeing a lot more articles saying how. Uh, like he had an interview, and he said, um, that "Oh, he Fantastic would, Four! He would love to play in in a Marvel movie. I think actually he might have specifically said, like, if I if I were being considered for Mister Fantastic, like, consider me. Like, I would love to be a part of it. Right. Um. So he does seem to be the fan choice, and it almost seems like the fans are are choosing what's going to happen now. It's like whatever people it's, want the most. It, I mean, it's capitalism, really. But it's whatever yeah. people want the most. That's what the companies are like. Okay, we're going to do that. And it's kind of interesting." Because now, as the fans are like, all that aggregate data of everyone's wants for the Hollywood movies is now just going up to the executives and they go, yes, okay, sure, yes. So I, yeah. I do wonder, actually, almost like script-wise, too, how much do they just let the fans write their own movies? But Well, I, and I was actually going to relay this into, um, like, another part of the news, but you know the... You know how like Sonic was redone, right? Oh yeah. Oh, that's a great yeah, example. Like that, yeah, that's exactly. Exact, yeah, that's exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, and even like there's now interviews with like Jim Carrey saying like that was the right choice, you know? And it's like, <laughs> of course it's the right choice. It's just that yeah. like the fans said we're not gonna buy this, so then executives went, oh, okay, well then I guess we won't distribute it until it's done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I didn't actually watch the new trailer until just before this because I um, I I saw something in my my YouTube recommendations, but I didn't actually. I just ignored it, and then I decided to look it up randomly on my own. Um, 
and yeah, I, I, I guess the updated thing was from November. Yeah, or when maybe he got changed. Yeah, a little bit, a little back before then, and yeah, he looks way better. <laughs> oh yeah, he looks like way actually better. Sonic. Honestly, I, Ugh. I would, I, I would have said like a month ago that I'm still not gonna like I wouldn't have seen it anyways, regardless of the change. Mm-hmm. But I'm definitely seeing it now. Now knowing that like the town that I go to work in is like focused in that movie, so I. It apparently takes place there and and the highway apparently is the highway on the island too so i think from the trailers and stuff the highway shots that's all from where i am so nice yeah it, i haven't really recognized it yet but i'm kind of looking for it well let me know when you find it oh i will uh my other news, news. is also marvel related um so there was a Marvel. oh did you watch the scene that I sent you the so Thor mm. deleted scene from Infinity Saga I'm so sorry I haven't watched it I totally got that's, distracted that's totally okay <laughs> should have reminded you I got it on um, the background so it was uh I guess it was to replace well you'll you'll see it but basically um I'll just wait till you finish watching it <clears throat> oh yeah yeah I heard about this the, originally when they met Odin he was gonna be like a homeless bum. Mm. and then they actually like cgi'd a lot of the scenes to like make it norway or something like some of the other shots they had done i guess oh is that what they did apparently yeah okay sorry i'm just just watching this this is jump cutting around for the audience because this is really boring um i'm watching the deleted scene in thor ragnarok uh of just a bunch of random things of him trying to find his dad and then him going into a, what looks like a porta potty, I think. He's about to go into a porta potty. Oh, you know what? Okay, so the one that I sent you, for some reason, there it looks like there are some cuts that did stay in the movie. Or, or you know what? Actually, wait, the porta potty thing, I believe that was shown in Disney Plus. Ah, uh, I see. Yeah. Okay. I think. Um, for the rest of it, I'm not sure. At least I haven't seen it. But uh, anyway, yeah, yeah. So we we find um, Loki and Thor finding Odin. In an alley, he looks like a bum. Yeah, no, apparently, like, the, the alley scenes were all they were doing of Odin, not the Norway scenes. And it was, I mean, I could be wrong here, but I, I thought, I was under the impression that the Norway scenes were all CGI, where they changed what he looked like to um, allow it to be Norway instead of the alleyway, because it didn't really make sense there in the alleyway. Oh, okay. And, uh, uh... yeah, okay, so even here, like, when she breaks his hammer in the alleyway, in the movie, that all happens in Norway. Yeah, yeah. So I remember it's that the part, same yeah. scenes. It's just redone to them be in Norway instead. I see. Okay. Maybe they reshot uh, it though, because they've got like, yeah, they're doing way more actions in this than they. Oh, but the throw looked the same. I think the, they did. They did reshoot stuff because they would have had to have. Why? Why do I think? Oh yeah, yeah. Because um, they reshot it. Be- or they may have because that scene when um, Loki's like bring us back when he's calling out to um, Heimdall yeah um, in the in the movie um, Kate Blanchett what's her name Pella she yeah. she like runs forward and gets into the portal yeah and and I think when Loki calls when Loki calls Heimdall Thor goes no or something mm-hmm. but in this one um, Thor is just running to get into the portal, so gotcha. they must have yeah they must have done some reshooting. There's there. a little bit of trickery there, but it's I'm I'm sure they would have had to reshoot some things in there. But they they must have just like thought after a while they didn't like the homeless version of uh, Odin, and just kind of scrapped it a bit. Yeah, yeah. I I mean unless I I'm wrong, I, is is homeless Odin in Ragnarok? I just don't remember that at all. I don't recall. I don't no, think I don't it think is. So. I think they totally um, they cut that out. Last last thing, okay. I'm trying to connect the dots, but I remember, um, I remember Thor taking Loki, uh, or making Loki f- 
bring him to where he left him and he left him in a whole mm. an old folks home the old folks home was demolished by the time they got back and then they went to search him they went to search for him somewhere else and then yeah they're in norway they're like he's standing on a cliff or something like that i think mm. those are the only encounters and that's what happened i could be wrong but okay so i don't know um if you go if you still have the video up in front of you if you go to 135 yep. okay um just as both loki and thor are trans like transforming into their like um yeah. what do you call their armor their 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 armor. asgardian armor their asgarder asgarder <laughs> um, you can see that odin is holding onto his shopping cart and <laughs> i just find it funny that he's like is he bracing himself or is he just like prepared to like keep going with his cart like why does he need to be holding the cart because this whole he time also doesn't seem phased at all by their him. cgi effects he just it's, seems to just remain standing there like it just yeah it just looks really funny like just prior to that he he put his hand on on thor's head yeah and then hello arrives and then he decides you know what i'm i'm going to go back to my shopping cart because this is my home now and i feel safe with my home it looks um, to me like it, they did a really good job with not using this scene because yeah that's it's so awkward like everything about this feels so awkward and it's not even the previs graphics yeah. and stuff it's actually just just storytelling wise this feels strange yeah you know i have a feeling that it's probably not complete anyway like they decided to scrap it before they completely oh it definitely it, which I, you, you can see sure. a bunch of previs previs stuff in here there's a weird oh, shot yeah, of yeah, thor oh, yeah. There's, if you see that like weird like video game graphic y Thor yeah for a just before yeah. the portal yeah. yeah and the lighting on Loki when he's shouting like to get back and stuff it's way off it looks like a TV show actually it looks like Friends <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah this is well anyway so that's that um, <laughs> yeah, I guess maybe we'll <laughs> <laughs> this looks so weird <laughs> it looks worse than a video game honestly it does actually yeah but I mean that makes sense yeah um, um so i guess at this point we can start looking out for well i would assume we can start looking out for more um more deleted scenes because this one just came out a few days back yeah that's interesting um, i'm glad that people are yeah. wanting to see these scenes and stuff like that and we get to see a little bit behind the scenes of the marvel films i think it's kind of cool because we can sort of see like in the head of the um like the behind the scenes stuff uh we don't get that as much anymore right yeah you know we used to see we used to see bloopers and behind the scenes stuff uh during credits of movies like like specifically all the jackie chan movies and sometimes other comedy movies i think even tv shows i'm pretty sure like home improvement would do that during the credits you know you get to uh, watch a couple of the takes that didn't work out well um i'm sure there were other tv shows that that that, that did that as well but yeah it's it's nice getting the chance to to see behind the scenes stuff because you can you can you have more of a chance to connect with what's going on yeah exactly um, and you don't yeah. see these actors as their characters for once you actually see them as real people yeah exactly because they are real people right and we i mean as much as I think the so. movie's making us to it, the, it's it's made for us to get lost in the movie and really just be immersed and absorb everything that we can i think i just said the same thing in three different ways but um <laughs> but otherwise yeah like it's it's also good to know that they are real people and they're putting effort into doing all this for for the audience and yeah. for the craft for the for the sake of the craft so yeah yeah <clears throat> yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway that's my news oh okay sorry i thought you have one thing after that <laughs> no sorry my that's bad. it okay that's well it. anthos why don't we move into topic number one take her away bing bling bling ding ding Okay, so um, as many of you may have seen recently, 
the Academy Awards, the 92nd annual Academy Awards. 92nd annual awards. <laughs> Happened recently. Um, there were some records, I guess, that were broken. Um, it uh, This was a completely... I mean, I actually haven't seen the Oscars consistent, like all the way through for a long time. Not since I lived at my parents' place and had cable. Um, but we were... Thankfully, we were actually at our my parents' place to watch this, and that's why we were able to watch it in its entirety. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's I find it's it's interesting how far things have come, or I guess how open people really are when they are hosting or when they're about to um, announce a, their uh, announce categories or announce the nominees and and the awards and things. Um, like for example, Chris Rock and Steve Martin, they they had this whole opening where they were kind of just like calling out all these things that were missing from the Oscars. Mm. So for example, um, what did they say? They talked about the, all the nominees for best director. And then Steve Martin's like something, something, something's missing. I, I can't, I can't quite, I can't quite my, put my finger on it. Chris, Chris, what are we missing? And Chris is like vaginas. <laughs> so basically just, yeah, just, um, you know, we're still, we're still in that era where, um, people are, I guess, expecting to see more equality in terms of representation. Sorry, not equality, but representation for, for females. And so, um, yeah, so they called out that. Hmm. Um, and then Chris Rock also, uh, I think he called out something about there were no black nominees for anything. But that's not true. There was a black nominee for Best Actress. And it might have been for a specific category. But anyway, I, I, can't remember, I don't know if this was the opening opening speech or just uh somewhere near the beginning but sorry did chris was... rock and steve martin host the nominees or host the whole thing you know what actually they said something about how they were not hosting and that the oscars are not doing really like hosting anymore. we're not hosting this we are talking right now but yeah, we're not hosting <laughs> yeah because they didn't talk throughout the whole thing they kind of just mm. opened i guess and Weird. they said like they had both hosted before and they just got they were brought back but in a demoted uh, in a demoted role because it was just for like that one portion. Okay. Um, anyway, I guess it's it's interesting how it's kind of the chance for a lot of the actors to just speak out about a lot of stuff, mm. um, which is very prevalent <clears throat> in Joaquin's Phoenix speech. Uh, jo- Joaquin Phoenix's speech, uh, not Joaquin's Phoenix speech, uh, but we'll, uh, we'll get to that a little bit later. Um, anyway, one... Let's see. I wanted to make note of this, but I want to make sure uh, that I say his name correctly. So this director, Bong Joon-ho, or Joon-ho Bong, uh, was the, he's a South Korean filmmaker and director of Parasite. So I'm not, have you heard of Parasite? No. Okay. So it's currently still in theaters right now. It's, um, South Korean movie it was South Korean cat or so Korean movie Korean cast. Um, it's in Korean, so if you watch it currently, you'd have to watch it with English subs or whatever subs you can find. Um, what else? Uh, it's it has to do with I think something to do with Korean politics as well. I still have yet to see it, but um, yeah. So he won. He and the movie, I guess, won four awards. And oh, apparently wow. this hasn't happened since, oh shoot, somebody just mentioned the other day. Hasn't happened since like maybe Martin Scorsese in like the 90s or something like that. What, something winning more than four awards? Uh, for a director winning, yeah, for, uh, I guess, 
I guess the director himself winning four awards in oh. uh, in the Academy Awards. I would have thought Peter Jackson would have been the last one, but uh, I'm not sure. But Lord of the Rings like notoriously won the most amount of awards, Academy Awards, or like maybe not. Or I think it's the most. It won like 25 awards or something stupid like that. Return of the King. Wait, huh? How many? Did Academy you say 25? Awards. It's something crazy like that. Like every time Are I there see even the... 25 categories? I don't know. Let me see. Let they just, they the made King their awards. own secret categories and just won awards. They just gave it to themselves. They won a lot of awards. For the Oscars, they won Best Picture, Best Director, Best Writing, Best Film, Best Art Direction, Best Costume, Best Makeup, Best Music, Best Music, Best Sound, and Best Visual Effects. Okay. So that's... Okay. Sorry. So that's just the Academy Awards. They won 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11... So it's 11 Academy Awards they won. And then I guess, sorry, there's a bunch of other other types of awards that all get grouped in. So Golden Globes and BAFTA are also grouped into that, I guess. And then Screen Actors Guild and Academy of Science Fiction, all the other ones. So I think what is happening is they oh, all get added together. And that's what makes the 25 number or whatever on the box. Um, oh, okay. But anyways, at the Academy Awards, it looks like they won 12. But huh. you're saying okay. for specifically the director, though? Um, hmm. I, well, that's that was my understanding, but I guess person earns best picture Oscar first four movies. I think I think Lord of the Rings is the highest. Or I guess okay. Well, this thing is saying Parasite wins four Oscars and makes Oscar history, but I'm sure part of that history is just or is mainly relating to the fact that it's their, um, it's like the first international movie oh. to win. Well, I, I don't think that's that's Peter Jackson's the, from New Zealand. <laughs> What, but was his movie were yeah were his movies in English? They were in English, yes. Yeah, I guess you're okay. right. Like, sorry, foreign film is defined as something that's spoken mainly in the language that it was done in. But yeah, New Zealand is international, so yeah. Um, so I guess it has to do with yeah the language that it's filmed in, um, plus the cast because every like all cast and crew they're all Korean. Um, oh okay. Yeah, so I guess that I'm sure that wasn't specifically what I was told, but anyway point is um i think uh, i think a lot of people are happy about this because it kind of shows um that there's a little bit more representation that's getting acknowledged outside of what's just in america mm. that good movies are being like good movies by good directors and cast are being produced elsewhere and those things uh are being recognized so i think people are happy about that cool um so i'm looking forward to watching this yeah i gotta check that out it is i think it is still a theater so um yeah so you would have a chance to watch it there's actually a really cute uh gif so when he um i think it's when parasite went up for best picture and the uh the camera was looking like just or there like somebody zoomed in just on um on the director and he's like looking he's He's facing sideways. So, like, everybody else is facing the audience, but he's facing sideways. But his head is down and he's looking at the award. And he's got this kind of just, like, a solemn face. But then he's, like, he's just looking at his trophy. And he just breaks into, like, a little bit of a giggle. And he, <laughs> he's on stage just kind of, like, really admiring the fact that he got this trophy. It's really cute, actually. So nice. I'm sure you can find, like, Parasite Director meme. Let's that see. reminds me of uh, Keanu Reeves when he goes, You're awesome! <laughs> you're breathtaking that's yeah, it, yeah yeah exactly that's the one yeah <laughs> reminds me of that <laughs> um i want to find i want to find it for you i want you to think that he's as cute as i think he is <laughs> i think i found it okay oh oh is this the one is this the one 
Oh, also, uh, for a couple of his acceptance speeches toward like the end of, he also had a he had a translator. Um, otherwise, he wouldn't have been able to oh, right. speak the whole thing. I guess within the time frame given, because he could speak a little bit of English, but not um, uh, not quickly. So yeah, had a translator and. For two of his acceptance speeches, he ended it with, I'm going to drink until the morning. <laughs> so I I kind of like, I guess knowing knowing the little that I know about of Korean culture, um, uh, you know, like they like to drink a lot and drink yeah. soju and, and things like that. So I kind of like that that was part of his speech. Like, <laughs> this is me. This is what I'm going to do. I'm happy about it. And yeah, that's it. Um, let's see. Ah, here we go. I also really liked. So I'm just gonna send you this link. Um, I also really liked when um, they had a few people from the cast that were giving speeches or that were saying thank you. Obviously, there is only so much time. So just before, uh, I think one of like the older ladies, like she got up to the mic, but I think it took her some time to get there because of all the people. Mm-hmm. And then um, the lights started dimming, and I think they were getting ready to have like the uh, have the orchestra play. Yeah. But then all the actors or a lot of the actors in like the first few rows kept yelling like up, 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 like turn the lights back on because like, you know, they, they didn't want the lady to get cut off. And I, I thought right. it was really cool that they were supporting it. Um, like, you know, not, not catering to like, Oh, we got a, we got a time crunch, but Hey, like let these people talk. Like they've earned it. And yeah. I thought that was really cool. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, did you see that Jeff? Yeah, that was awesome. Okay. <laughs> I really like that. Like I so animated. He's yeah, exactly. He's a he seems like a very animated person, and they were one of the cast members was saying that he he actually never takes himself seriously. Um, so he's I don't know what that means. Like maybe just all the time he's joking, but seems like everybody's really happy with what he did, and I mean he's really happy with it. So, um, yeah. Uh, so I wanted to because I know you haven't seen the Oscars. No. Um. I don't so, really even know what's up for anything. I think I saw Joker was in, and yeah, nineteen seventeen. I think it's the year. Uh, is is all plastered everywhere right now. So I assume that was also up for something, but yeah, I don't so think I could name another movie. Okay, well, so nineteen seventeen, uh, Joker, Parasite, The Irishman, Out of This World. Is that oh, what's The Irishman, nice. Yeah. Um, I don't think the Irishman won any actually. No, I know. I, I mean, I, I don't really know. Oh, oh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood's up for something, isn't it? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, Brad Pitt won, uh, for Best Supporting Actor. Oh, cool. Um, for for that movie. Cool, cool. Um, let's see. I want to find. Okay, I'll quickly go over this. Um, so yeah, Best Picture. Nominees, 1917, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, oh, Marriage man. Story, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Marriage Parasite, Story. and Ford versus Ferrari. So I've oh, only Ford seen... Ford versus Ferrari. Right. Yeah. Um, I've only seen 1917, uh, Joker, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, I definitely want to see the other ones. I've heard a lot of good things about them. Mm-hmm. Little Women is in there, but I... just So how little are the... these women? <laughs> <laughs> uh do you get the fre- friends reference today i don't need to give one now <laughs> yeah apparently <laughs> that's fine with me interesting quota, quota. um yeah so i haven't i haven't seen a lot of these but i really really want to and i find it interesting that i don't know if it's this is always the case but from what i know these all seem like very 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 different movies and i find it would be so difficult just to judge them 
Um, yeah. Have you have you heard of any of them besides uh, 1917, Joker, Little Women, uh, Once Upon a Time? And I guess, yeah, yeah you've heard of Ford v. Ferrari. Yeah. Uh, um, Marriage Story is the one with... Oh, yeah, I uh, know Scarlett about Marriage Story. And, yeah, Scarlett yeah. and Kylo Ren. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they're in a house, and they're just yelling at each other all the time, from what I've seen. Yeah, the Red Letter Media guys were doing their review of... Um the last skywalker and halfway through the review they start talking about marriage story and they end up talking about it for like 20 minutes because <laughs> it's like they're just like you know what screw star wars this is a much better movie so they start talking about marriage story okay <laughs> so it made me want to watch marriage story actually because it's like oh interesting like sounds like they they did a good job it sounds like the acting is really good so it's like, okay mm-hmm. but, well I, I definitely want to watch it i, I saw the trailer be... but i just i wasn't intrigued enough to watch it right i i'm very much interested to see both of these actors in a non comic book or non fantasy uh i don't know what you call it like adaptation role regular life in regular life i would yeah. love to see these actors in regular life that was the ultimate title the life. marriage story <laughs> marriage story colon in regular life <laughs> um jojo rabbit i really want to see that looks I, bizarre it does but <sighs> taika watiti just kind of has blown up recently right yes um and I'm just so interested to see because I feel like this movie represents a little bit more of what goes on in his head, um, just based on what I've seen in the trailer. Like it's a parody involving Hitler, and I don't know something about it just seems so intriguing. I just and I yet just, it's I really like a heartwarming it. Hitler, from what I can understand. It's like yeah, it's not the death-defying Wolfenstein destroying Hitler. It's like a, a Hitler who's helping a young boy who's an outcast, you know. And I was like, that's interesting. Yeah. That's so unique. Like it's, who thinks yeah, of that? It is. And so uh, I just I like the idea of um, like I really want to see Taika Waititi play as Hitler because so far all besides um, like directing Thor, I I picture him as Korg, you know, like the big rock oh, yeah. guy, yeah, the yeah. one who's like, yeah, we're gonna start a revolution, and uh, we're gonna get some guns, and um, and yeah, do you want to join? And that that's just how I know him. But I I want to see him in in this Hitler role. I just think it would be like super funny to watch, just like a really good enjoyable time. And that's, you know, that's what I like to see in movies. Something that just gives me the chance to just have some fun. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I'll quickly go through some of the other... Um, oh, sorry. What one for Best Picture? Oh, that was Parasite. Oh, right. Parasite, yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> uh, so, be- Best Actress was uh, Renee Zellweger for Judy. I just saw a trailer for that. I didn't even know that was a movie or anything. And I was like, oh, it looks interesting. But uh, I'm not a big fan of Renee Zellweger, but it's funny because you can't even really tell it's her. She looks totally different. So, yeah, well, they were actually. So, Judy was also nominated for Best uh, Makeup, I think. Oh, interesting. Makeup and Hairstyling. Yes, they were. So, I think um, maybe that's, that's probably a part of it because, yeah, they. They probably did a lot to make her look as close to Judy as possible with also keeping her look like she's in regular life. So I guess that, yeah, that's probably why. Um, (laughs) Best actor, Joaquin Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin's Phoenix. What? Joaquin Phoenix won? For Joker, yeah. Oh my God. And I actually thought he would based on based on who was up. So it was more like best best person who could elevate a script instead of best actor. (laughs) That's that's what that was. That's interesting. Well, is that does that not is that not the same thing? It, it could be. It's just when you think of best <laughs> actor, I'm trying to think of a movie where I think like all oh, the acting is incredible, but this is the best one out of everything, you know. But mm. uh, when I see Joaquin Phoenix and Joker, it's 
he's the really the only appealing thing about that movie like he's really he's really uplifting it he's really pushing everything up because he is so good at acting like there's no no denying that at all definitely but yeah. it just seems unwarranted but that's actually also my big beef with the academy awards is that there's no context to any of this best best picture. Well, yeah, like what, like, is, where what do... does best picture mean what does best supporting actor mean there's no like grade or anything yeah exactly and if anything they're they would never give us the exact details of it because then that that gives them more reason or that would give the audience more reason to disagree and not support right but at least that's what yeah. i'm taking from this possibly but, um, but it's arbitrary at the same time so then then we're just kind of left going well why and so yeah. for me well, th- that's a big why for joaquin phoenix he's a great actor that's yeah. just not i don't know that's just not the movie <laughs> i think no that's and that, that's totally fair um i i heard from a friend and i remember looking up something similar to this a while back but um, and maybe you can confirm if you know, but it's basically a board, uh, like a yeah, a board that gets together and they decide the nominees. Oh yeah. Um, and then a separate board that actually votes based on that other board's choices. So hmm. and you know, it's not like it's not like a People's Choice Awards. It's 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 uh, it's whatever council that has maybe their own set requirements or criteria that they do their voting based on. So. Right. Um, and I, I don't think that is public knowledge. I don't know if it's meant to be, but uh, I mean, it it is what it is. Um, I'll I'll just go through the other best actors that were or actors that were nominated. Um, actually, wait, let me go through the best actress ones. I, I skipped over, uh, some of them. Uh, Cynthia Erivo for Harriet. So I I hadn't actually seen this one, but it's about um, Harriet Tubman and how she was hiding people, hiding slaves, I believe. Um, Scarlett Johansson, Marriage Story. Charlize Theron and Bombshell, and I don't know how to say her name. Swarish, Sawyers, Swarovski, Ronan, from Little Women. Um, She was the one that was in Brooklyn. She was the littlest. She was she was one of the tiniest women. Um, anyway, yeah. And then best actors, uh, other nominees were Leonardo DiCaprio for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Antonio Banderas in Pain and Glory. I had no idea the movie was even out. Uh, Adam Driver in Marriage Story and Jonathan Price in The Two Popes. The Two Popes. The Two Popes. The so, two popes. Um, anyway, yeah, so hmm. those are some of the things there. I, What did I want to mention? Oh, I wanted to talk about best cinematography. Um, and I can only, I guess, besides The Joker. Um, okay, so the ones that were nominated uh were for 1917 the irishman joker the lighthouse and once upon a time in hollywood i haven't seen the irishman or the lighthouse mm. joker in terms of cinematography Ooh, lighthouse looked good lighthouse looked really good which one was that one lighthouse is that one with um uh robert pattinson and uh what's his name uh willem dafoe oh. and oh. Uh, it's just these two dudes at a lighthouse and it's DeFoe. all filmed in four by three it's done on like the old um super eight cameras it's really crazy looking oh yeah okay okay it's it's kind of like horror but also like a lovecraftian sort of horror well i guess i shouldn't say that it's more like psychological it looks like just two dudes getting wasted who are just <laughs> kind of telling stories but also at the same time you start to realize that you don't know how long they've been there and they don't right. realize how long they've been there and it just starts to get creepy um but very interesting <laughs> i like the cinematography on it. it just looks so unique it's very striking i should say okay cool um well in terms of striking i that's why i i liked that 1917 was the one that won for best cinematography oh cool yeah um i i just remember being in the theater and the way that they just revealed scene to scene to scene because you know the 
Um, I, I think we talked about this before, but it was meant to look like a one-shot movie. Mm. And so a lot of the a lot of the panning you see is quite slow. Um, they did a lot of 360 panning, so they would s- completely circle the actor. Is there ever um, like a pass buying a wall? And the wall just kind of goes... There was <laughs> never anything as... No obvious uh, transitions? Least, uh, there were a couple obvious ones because it would get, it would go completely dark as they might be... Like when they're in the trenches, they would have to go into little, uh, oh, okay, little, yeah. little dugouts. Yep. Um, that happened a couple times. Um, there was one time when they're in... Actually, they had a pretty open segment of the trench and while the actors were walking one direction around a crowd of people, the camera went on the other side of the crowd of people. So mm. I feel like it's possible that they could have used that portion to, excuse me, to hide a cut. But, um, but regardless, I found that, um, I just, I loved how I loved the, I, I really liked the angles that they got in with, um, with the movie because it made me feel like I was really with, um, I was really with the actor. So there's there were two actors that were, or two characters that were pretty much going on this journey to find uh, this other battalion and make them, get them to stop attacking. And so we start off with the two and we're watching them go through it and we still see all these really nice, lovely pans. And then um, uh, eventually, uh, without spoiling too much, uh, eventually we, uh, the camera starts following the characters in a, in a way that almost makes me feel like we're, we're seeing everything from like their eye level and from the way that they see it. Um, so the angles I thought were really cool. And um, uh, what else? I guess just the way that they, yeah, just the way that they reveal so much. There's, they, they show this in the trailer, but um, when he jumps out of the trench and he just starts running towards the camera. Oh yeah. But you, you don't see it in the trailer, but it just gets wider and wider and oh. wider and wider. And they're just, they're revealing so much of what's happening. And, I feel like I almost feel like the the opposite should be happening that like when when you're bringing the camera in and zooming in closer and closer and closer then that's when you start feeling intensity mm. but but this was the opposite they're making it bigger and gradually showing more and revealing more and I, for me that was that was gripping me that was showing me the intensity and I was oh I loved it so I was really happy that so Roger Deakins was the um, cinematographer and uh, so I'm really happy that he won for that yeah. Um, on YouTube, there's a channel called History Buffs that I really like watching, and they just kind of they go over history movies and they go how accurate they are and how un- inaccurate they are. Um, mm-hmm. I'm really curious about 1917, so I want to watch that movie, and then I hope that the History Buffs do some kind of video on it sometime soon, and I can watch that. Okay, yeah, well, yeah, <clears throat> let me know how that goes. Um, I'm always i I tend to be curious about what like how well the adaptations or yeah. movies based on like Braveheart um, being like totally inaccurate but then like dunkirk being like sort of accurate and sort of inaccurate and like, like, dragonheart being like a hundred percent accurate yeah it's, it's just a mixed bag and dragon quest being a video game series done by the guy who made dragon ball z so you know and and pokemon just being a ripoff of birding uh... <laughs> <laughs> um anyway so i didn't want to just talk about the um uh just categories and, and things straight through but uh oh did you want to did you want to do any kind of break oh no i was actually just thinking about that i think it's all good let's just uh we'll extend our academy awards topic so that we don't do our wheel of scum this episode okay sure um, that's okay yeah all right so um yeah instead of just going through the categories because uh obviously you haven't um you haven't seen the oscars and um we both haven't seen a lot of the movies so it's hard for us to or at least i haven't seen a lot of the movies i don't know about you but it would be hard for us to to give more 
feedback on that. But what I want to do instead is with these categories, I want us to pick our own nomination and our own winner Ooh. from whatever era or whatever year that we can think of. Um, oh, so interesting. We'll just, That's gonna be maybe not every category because it's quite a bit. Okay. Um, but I'll just pull out a couple. How about... Um, oh, okay. Anna- this is going to be weird because this is also conditional. Like, I could change tomorrow and think something totally different, but <laughs> I'll well, go based that, on that's what fine. I, I mean, like, These are so my whatever. today's picks. <laughs> it's Yeah, this is this is today's in-the-moment picks. They can be changed whenever because uh, we are evolving with, with the time. So Okay, um, let's do it. And we didn't get a lot of prep time, right? So <laughs> I, I, didn't, I just thought about this recently. So I haven't actually thought about my answers. I will probably be fumbling to figure it out, but let's say first category will be animated feature film. And let's say, would it be fair to say CGI and like 3D, not 2D? Would that help? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Okay. I have a 3D one in mind, so. Go. Mine is Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Hmm. Okay, why? I'm also going to be extremely biased this whole thing. Uh, Cloudy with the Chance of Meatballs is the funniest 3D animated film I've ever watched. It's, it, it fires on all cylinders, but also the actual animation, the 3D animation is so good that when they built the buildings, they actually had to build all the steel pipes and everything for air conditions and ducts and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Ducks with a C-T-S at the end, um, not, right. C- not C-K-S. <laughs> so they had to build all that because um, when the, f- the food, spoiler alert, starts to destroy the buildings later on in the movie, they had to have the buildings realistically blow up and crash. And it didn't mm. look realistic unless they filled it with like wiring and cables and all that. So they, ha- they added all of that in. So for the guys doing the animation, they even said this is like a new technical feat. So very interesting. Mm. So not only is cool. it funny, it's technically astute. Astute? Yes. It's astute? Yes. Cool. All right. All right. Okay, what's yours? Uh, so I, I'm i trying to think of uh, Pixar movies, and because those are the ones that kind of just tend to stick out of my mm-hmm. head, but I would have to say at this point, I want to go with Wally. Wally. Um, Wally. I, Eva. I like how, like, just thinking about it now, they, ha- they incorporated several elements that i don't think we necessarily get in other pixar movies as much so with uh with wally we had um you know the beginning of it is i I guess for me it's more about like the storytelling of it um so the we start off with wally and he's isolated and he's really just doing his job right He, he just does what he's programmed to do um but it's kind of the story of him evolving and um while while he is like he is the result of growing technology the result of growing technology is also like has also kind of become like the downfall of humans so while he's growing to be um i guess like in the midst of him i wouldn't want to say degrading but he's not he's becoming less of a robot and he's almost developing more human characteristics mm-hmm. and in turn that is what enables him to get to the point to to get the humans to kind of come back to get grounded and realize like oh like what's going on what have what have we become what have we done um but in the meantime while he's going through that journey he also um he also meets eve eva like he meets eve and forms this kind of companionship but it kind of blossoms into just more than that right so we've got we've got we've got friendships we've got robot love we've got seemingly robot degradation that just means he's becoming more human um 
and then re- the revitalization of human i don't know like overall i just felt like I-, I liked a lot of the elements that they put together just to make the story happen so so yeah that's my animated feature film pick would be good that. pick i really like wally yeah. that's a good movie go thank you um what else okay best adapted screenplay what does that mean again I assume that it's an adaptation of something previously written. So, like, where there was a book or comic book or oh, okay. uh, some other sort of, like, fable or story. I thought that was, like, adapted works or something. Isn't there, is there another adapted one or is that the only adapted one? Uh, that's the only one. So, they might have just changed the term over the years. Oh, okay. No, I, okay. That makes sense. Okay. So, it's adapted screenplay. Best adapted screenplay? Like, most accurate? No, no, no. The, no. To pick the worst adapted screenplay and that's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah best, the best adapted screenplay but does it oh i guess again I, I won't get into the the whole thing but um i'll just go with lord of the rings because i love lord of the rings obviously okay. it's technically amazing and obviously it's a good movie everyone knows that so <laughs> go with lord of the rings <laughs> oh, and I can't if i had to pick one game. i'll pick fellowship fellowship yeah okay, actually so you know what i would movie? definitely pick fellowship because it's more accurate than return of the king and if that's if that's what the qualifying factor is here accuracy then i'll go with fellowship Right, and now having finished the books, I can see the accurate, the inaccuracy of it, and of I was so confused. But yeah. yeah, we'll go over that next week on our yes. Lord of the Rings episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, cool. So that was that. Uh, shoot, I had one. Um, what was it? What was I gonna say? Best adapted screenplay. Definitely not Super Mario Brothers. Um, <laughs> I oh no what happened to my head okay I'm just gonna pick one of the Harry Potter movies and oh which one do I want to pick what one which one was the most I almost feel like one was the best in terms of accuracy but I want to say six um I'm just gonna go with six anyway so um yeah, Harry Potter. I was gonna say episode six. Harry Potter episode six, and the uh, six of the six, and, and the and the all half bloody princes. Um. <laughs> anyway, so I guess my pick would be that one, just because I, I I thought they did a good job. They did a, a fairly good job with bringing out the emotions that I was connecting to or hmm. connecting with in terms of um, uh, with the Dumbledore, but and snape um and then harry potter in kind of like that trifecta of like what's going on who do who do i trust who do i believe because um, i think that was also the point where yeah like his harry was struggling with um uh not feeling in tune with dumbledore and uh and at the same time he had always had these quarrels with snape um but then he was getting to the point where he wasn't sure has this whole time he's like has he been tormenting me because he loves my mom or has he been doing this as an act? I think he kind of starts getting a hint at this now, as opposed to like later on. I think in um, in an ep- episode seven, he finds out the truth, right? But um, yeah, so I, w- I would go with Harry Potter episode six. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's see. Ooh. Okay. I don't entirely know what this means, but I'm gonna say best production design. Darn it. What this is, is my wait, placeholder did... when I can't think of anything else. But I'm going to go with Lord of the Rings because the production design is amazing on that show. 
Well, yeah. No, then you production design is amazing. Again. I'm sure there's something I'm not thinking of at the top of my head. I was trying to think of like Lawrence of Arabia or like uh, the Cleopatra movie where they had like amazing production design where they had to spend like those are like the record breaking movies. Mm-hmm. But I didn't. I didn't really. Um, that's not what I focused on when I was when I when I saw those when I was younger. So for me, I will say Lord of the Rings because that's uh, yeah, that's my go-to. Okay, cool. I, I can honestly probably just put Lord of the Rings for all of these, even best animated film. <laughs> that's that's fine. I was gonna say like, because um, if we chose an Avatar, I mean that's like ninety percent, if not more, CGI. So that yeah, that kind of could have counted, right? Oh yeah. Um, and Lord of the Rings, yeah. Um, best production design. Ooh, you know, I kind of want to say Lord of the Rings too. I'm just trying to think of um, um, I mean, because there, there's so much. There's so much depth perception stuff that they play with, um, like all the like all illusions with the camera, just to make uh, make all the heights work and everything, right? Like from from Hobbit to human, from human to Gandalf, or no, Gandalf is the size of human, but Gandalf to to the to the um, uh, to the hobbits. Um, yeah, I, I thought they did a, good, a really good job in um, and really differentiating. Like when you go when you see the Hobbit home, it doesn't look like it, it looks like something you would call the Shire, like it. It, it looks it. It looks good. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, cool. Let's go with that. What other categories? Ooh. Ah, oh, should we do this? Best costume design. It's just going to be Lord of the Rings, man. It's all going to be Lord <laughs> yeah, of the Rings. I know, but I want you to justify it. <laughs> okay. And cost- oh, here, here's my production and costume design uh, justification. Somebody okay. worked the entire five... No, three years, I think. Somebody worked the entire three years making chainmail just for the Helm's Deep scene. They just kept knitting chainmail together to make for these little chainmail shirts. And the kicker is the chainmail shirts were underneath the clothing that these characters were, oh. were wearing. <laughs> That's the insane amount of detail in the in the production design and the costume design in Lord of the Rings. Here's one more. Right. All the weapons that the main characters have all have etchings of things that have to do with their culture, like Legolas's bow or Gimli's mm. axe. They all have these etchings in them that you can't even see on the camera. It's purely for the actor. Oh, cool. For them to get into character? Mm-hmm. Oh, I would feel so cool if I had something like that. That's why those weapons and those uh, uh, costumes and clothing and all that are still on display in like uh, museums that you can go to go check out because there's so much insane detail on this stuff. Oh man, that's cool. Yep, that's my uh, argument. All right. <laughs> um, let's see. I want to go with Little Women. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'm gonna go with the first. Well, I don't know if it was the first, but the um, the first of that trilogy of um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, and that is because I found that those turtles, while obviously turtles would not... Well, I guess it's not obvious that they wouldn't look like that. But I thought they did a good job of making them look like as if they could have been real, especially for that time. And um, especially Splinter. Um, let's see, when... Yeah, yeah, because Splinter, like, he, he's all, he's got, like, he looks really, like, grungy in the sewer. Um, I don't know. I just really liked how those turtles looked. Um, a little creepy, though, the when turtles. the eyes come up and they're, like, big and their smiles, like, it just gets a little scary. But that wasn't, that wasn't until the third one. Oh, when, okay. Because, okay. like, they had three different costumes oh, for each. Okay. There was a different one for each movie. As, as the trilogies went on, they became more, they tried to make them more, like, skinny and human-like. But I liked how they looked in the first one, where they were less so human, mm. um, and just more like literally like these giant mutant turtles. Um, yeah, 
Let's see. Let's uh, let's see if we can wrap this up. Okay, we'll do the last. This will be the last. Um, oh, I want to incorporate more, but I, I know we won't have time for everything. Okay, we'll do best. Oh, there's so many good categories. <laughs> okay, give, oh. me, give me a couple more. Give me a couple more. We're, okay, we're, we're definitely going over time, but I'm gonna I'll cut out my topic because it's not not necessary at this moment, and uh, I'd rather just keep going on these. So let's just let's just do a few more here. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> let's do best 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 music original song. Best music original. So there's song? two. Yeah, there's two best music categories. Okay. One is original score and one is original song, but we're just going to do original song. So not original score, but an original song. Oh, okay. I'll shift gears a little bit then. If it was original okay. score, let me just say, I would say Howard Shore for Lord of the Rings. Uh, but okay. <laughs> since it's original okay. song, I'm going to shift gears and I'm going to yeah. go over to the Lego movie with Everything is Awesome because that song wow. actually became okay. like a hit that people yep. played everywhere. And I'll admit, I loved it when I first heard it. And I'll also say I heard it so much I got annoyed with it. But it was <laughs> a great song when it first came out. And you can't deny the first time you heard it, you at least smiled. So, okay, um, yeah, I'll go with that. Okay, I. Oh, okay. I have a, I have a toss up between three. I just got to sing it in my head. Hold on. Okay, no, it's gonna be this one for sure. Um, eye to eye from a Goofy movie. So I don't know if you remember. You seen a Goofy movie, right? Yeah, I do. I think actually for sure. So eye to eye is it the last song that's played in the concert at the end of the movie. I thought so, that was stand up above the crowd that's that that's the first one we hear in the beginning when max is imitating yeah. but for some reason line. i thought that was also the ending song i thought that was like the main no. song no no so he just did, he only did that in the beginning just to like impress the girl <laughs> roxanne yeah that's her name roxanne. Um, but, <laughs> but the last song is eye to eye okay and something about that song is just so epic and then all of a sudden, you know, you got Max and Goofy and they get on stage and do the the perfect chaos. <laughs> and it's just, oh man, when I hear uh, when I hear the first like those orchestra hits at the beginning chaos. of the song, I just got like, oh, I get I get I get emotional. I love it. <laughs> you know, so, I, I honestly have sucked with Goofy uh, impersonations my whole life. And then I've started doing that the perfect cast thing around the house. My fiance thinks I'm really good at it, but I keep telling her that you're so much better than me at this. <laughs> I even try, I don't know if I'll be able to imitate it, but I even did that like yell he does that. Oh. I did like that weird thing, and I was just <laughs> like, <laughs> like, and uh, <laughs> that's the one. You're just you're so good at it, but I've uh, never heard anybody like do goofy like that. That's crazy. Uh, it's very funny though. Oh, but good, it just good didn't break any audience's ears with that one. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't move away from the mic. Sorry, everybody. Um, anyway, yeah, so that would be my original song. Uh, nice. Let's do... Good choice. Thank you. People are probably going to make fun of us for those choices. Uh, yeah. <laughs> let them. Um, okay, let's just let's end it off with these last three. So let's go um, best... Okay, best actor. Okay. Best actor ever it's so difficult <laughs> that's a little oh man i don't know i could say so many different things uh that's fine we'll just okay it's gonna be difficult for both of us so whatever comes to mind that you feel like you can justify i mean we're not we're not refuting we're not arguing it so it's just uh something that comes to your mind that's like oh yeah it. i can see this 
Best actor. Uh, do you have one in mind? Because I got to think a little bit here. I no, I still gotta think too. This is it's really tough because there's so much to search through, right? Yeah, and, I and also what what are our own requirements? Because because like I love the Lord of the Rings cast, yeah. um, and I think they're all great actors. I I I also think that Lord of the Rings got a little bit lucky with with just how the actors were were already kind of those characters. Like they're not they can't obviously be an elf or a dwarf or a ranger, but those people already enacted a lot of those characteristics about them when yeah. they came into it so i don't necessarily see that them as like acting their hearts out right um yeah i maybe ian mckellen is the only one or or like um or uh or saruman i can't remember his name right now um i think maybe they're the only ones that are like really putting some crazy like emphasis into it but other mm-hmm. than that I, I feel like everyone's just kind of doing a genuine actor job which is okay. great they're all good um yeah but yeah that's fair that's why best actor i can't search for lord of the rings i gotta search for something else and as you know my brain just can't think of a movie that's not i lord find it'd be so difficult just to pick out a lord of the rings because you've got like 20 different characters they're all to think they're about, all really right? good in lord of the rings and they like, all do a good job i agree Viggo mortensen yeah. i think is amazing in lord of the rings but i also think he's just playing Viggo mortensen for most of it if Viggo mortensen was so. in middle earth i feel like he would be Aragorn. <laughs> i mean i would almost say the same thing about um ian mckellen uh, no, uh, he would be plays... Gandalf in Middle Earth. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, sorry, what's the name for Elrond? Oh who's, yeah, who's Hugo actor? Weaving. Yeah, um, Hugo Weaving. I, I mean, kind of. I find him actually to be a little bit off on the acting scale in, in Lord of the Rings. I don't think that he was the best choice for Elrond. I don't think he's oh, bad. But... I just don't think he was yeah. the best choice. I, I just mean like when I see him, I feel like he's playing Hugo Weaving as well. Yeah, exactly. Like I think he is a little bit Elrond. like the the Mister Smith yeah. kind of person i think that's a bit of yeah. who hugo weaving is he's uh, still mr smith but with just longer hair yeah and ears. um but no so uh yeah i can't think of lord of the rings so for me best actor is it's really tough uh okay well i i, I can go first yeah okay you um, go ahead so wait should we do this based on one movie or several movies i guess we, it, it'd be more fair to base it off one movie right because i guess that's so yeah do it in the yeah end. yeah yeah it's okay. gonna have to be one movie so then I would want to say Robin Williams for Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, yeah. Um, kind of for some of the things that you mentioned that you can really tell he's giving it his all. Like he's not just playing like a genuine, uh, like a genuine, he's not just being like a genuine actor, mm-hmm. like who is a good actor. But, and I guess in a way he is still playing like the typical Robin Williams role because he's, he does that in a, in a lot of his movies, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I just feel like Mrs. Doubtfire gave him, because oh, I wanted to say Hook. And I, I was on the I was on the fence between Hook and Mrs. Doubtfire, um, and the reason why I wanted to say Hook was because he he went through he went through a lot of uh, a lot of he almost went through a lot of like ages if you know what I mean in Hook because he starts off as like this old kind of like almost like a weathered a weathered old man mm. who is just kind of. You know, um, this is this is what my life is, and this is what I'm stuck with. This is just what I'm doing. Blah blah blah, going through it, and then eventually he starts being humbled, and he's um, he he's really showing like how much he's how much he's being humbled, and he's he's kind of going back to his like his child state, and then we see him kind of grow again from his child state back into like mature human, responsible person who also has kids, but who also had a responsibility to the people he loved in Neverland. So I felt like he did a good job there, but. But the reason why I want to stick with Mrs. Doubtfire was because I just feel like I guess that role was just so perfect for him. Robin Williams is like to me he's kind of the 
like the master of multiple personalities if you know what i mean and in that movie he just had he had all the chances to show them and i feel like he nailed every single one like in in uh when he's with his um is it his brother his brother has that like makeup artist uh and like um like wig shop or whatever Mm -hmm. and then they're like they're giving him all these different um makeovers and and looks and he's like imitating every single one um but then he's also him same thing like he's him as kind of like this trying to like he's like an immature dad um who then gets humbled because he's got he has to go through this divorce now he's got to try to find himself and he's literally going through all these characters trying to figure out like which who am i what am i doing what what is it that my purpose is in life now as as this person in life um or as like a dad and um yeah tries to find his way and in the meantime like he he's embracing all these characters to like the fullest when he becomes mrs doubtfire on and off screen or like like behind closed doors he's kind of still in a way like trying to be this character as best as he can um anyway so i'm just gonna say robin williams for for mrs doubtfire that's, that is my best actor. That's a better choice than mine. Mine's going to be a little bit boring here. Nah, that's uh, okay. I like that because I think I think for many reasons Robin Williams deserves that kind of accolade, and uh, mm. I think I also I think about the negatives of actors so much that it's it's really hard to quantify like what makes the best actors because I like the actors for totally different reasons. For like Clint, Eas- right. Clint Eastwood, I love in uh, Good, the Bad, and the Ugly or any kind of like spaghetti western kind of film, uh, just because he's so awesome. But that doesn't make him the best actor. That just means he was so good for that role. You know, Bruce yeah, Willis is great in Die Hard. Uh, Rocky uh, Stallone is great as Rocky. You know, like I yeah. just it doesn't make them the best actor or anything like that. So I don't really know what to quantify it as. So I'm actually gonna go with one. This is a movie that I used to watch on repeat, and that's There Will Be Blood and uh, Daniel Day Lewis oh. for Best Actor. Oh, so cool. There Will Be Blood is a really strange movie, and I haven't seen it in a long time now, but I used to watch it on repeat for the different emotions and feelings you get from that movie. Nice. But yeah. Daniel Day-Lewis is such a crazy actor, and actually in terms of being a person and then being somebody entirely different on screen, I've never seen anybody do it better than Daniel Day-Lewis. In Gangs of New York, when he plays uh, Billy the Butcher, um, mm-hmm. he's really crazy, but then what, like, I mean, he's, he's like an Irishman in, in regular life, but... Uh, Billy the Butcher is like a New Yorker kid. Um, and then in uh, There Will Be Blood, he just plays this regular countryman from America. And he doesn't look at all like he does as Billy the Butcher or as he does in real life. Like, it's insane looking at the differences. Or like Last of the Mohicans. But um, I think his best was Daniel Plainview for the differences of him. Because the really hard thing about Daniel Plainview is he's a monotone, regular character. Okay. Like, he's got a, well, I guess a little bit of a... a a growly voice but he's a monotone character who's obsessed with uh greed like he's just really greedy and he's obsessed with like money and the, and the following of of uh getting the dollar and making his fortune yep. but like he's for mo- for 80 percent of that film he's pretty monotone and flat uh but mm. there's so much more happening in the face in the eyes in just in just his expressions it's just insane how he does it and so you're getting all these emotions from the character, and yet he's barely saying anything important at all. It's really crazy. Uh, he, nice. d- he did win Best Actor that year. I just searched it up in, t- in 2008. Um, oh, okay. So he won the Academy Award for Best Actor for playing him. Uh, but you may have heard people saying, I drink your milkshake, which is uh, a line from There Will Be Blood. And it's, uh, it's a funny moment where he does actually explode, and it's a really good scene. But he goes, I drink your milkshake. And he like, it's, it's really <laughs> weird, but it's really funny. Um, cool. But yeah, that is a great movie. If you've got like three hours to kill, watch it. It is slow. 
but it is great <laughs> it's i like nice. i like i said i used to watch it on repeat for the feelings i would get from it so yeah cool um runner-ups i was nice. thinking about um the social network and both the main oh. dude the main dude and the supporting dude i really liked them in that movie that's another movie i watch on repeat a lot um i can't remember their the actors names but the one guy was uh, oh andrew garfield <laughs> I was gonna say the, yeah, one, yeah, the yeah. one guy is that Andrew Garfield from Spider-Man, um, and the other guy is uh, don't remember. But oh, he played Lex Luthor. Shoot, what's his name? <laughs> Lex Luthor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, social Network. Um, I really I like them in that movie, but I didn't. Oh, uh, Jesse Eisenberg. I yeah, and I didn't pick them because I also really like uh, Aaron Sorkin who wrote the script, and I feel like Aaron Sorkin oh. does kind of just carry that movie with his script, and uh, and his directing style. Um, the actors kind of just do a lot of Aaron Sorkin isms, so I almost give that more mm. to Aaron Sorkin than I do to those actors. But still, anyways, Daniel Plainview, Daniel D. Lewis, that's the guy. Cool. Okay. All right. You go like ahead. It. Okay. Uh, so second last category, best actress. <sighs> Killing me. It's. I know. Well, the, I saved the best ones for last. Is so it these Kate gonna... Blanchett in Lord of the Rings? <laughs> I'm just Ooh. kidding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why not? She doesn't have much screen time. It, she doesn't uh... have enough screen time for me to actually think that. <laughs> or is it? Wait, was it Liv Tyler? Right? Who is? Um... Arwen. No, it's, Who def- played Arwen? it's definitely not Liv Tyler. Does she play Arwen? She does. Wait, and she was all... so she also played in the Hobbit movies. No. So who was in the Hobbit movies? Oh, the chick from Lost, Kate. But I can't remember the actress's name, so it doesn't help at all. <laughs> Like, she's the same one as... She's the Wasp from Ant-Man yes. and the Wasp, right? Yeah. That's not oh, Liv Tyler, I, though. Wait, why did I think it was Liv Tyler? I don't know. Um, Ant-Man and the... Oops. Kate from Lost. Yeah. <laughs> uh, her name is... Lola. Oh, wait. She was a showgirl. Evangeline Lilly. Oh, Evangeline Lilly. Right. Right. Kate from Lost. Why did I think that uh, was... Okay, anyway. Best actress yes the best Tress. of all the actresses in You're the all best the world around. um you know who's really good but Who? i don't know what movie yeah i don't know what movie to pick it from that's okay um francis Ford coppola's daughter uh something coppola <laughs> <laughs> she's really good you know her as adrian oh um, i see okay. and she's also in the godfather the godfather and she plays um, i believe sunny's wife in the godfather now she's really good uh she's good she's great as adrian actually but you wouldn't know she's great as adrian unless you watch the godfather Be- wait talia shire or talia shire francis coppola sent me to a guy and I'm not sure Talia who he Shire. is. She, I thought she was the daughter of uh, Francis Ford Coppola. Co- Cop- Coppola is what I just said. Oh, sorry. Oh, oh, she used to be Talia Coppola. There you go. Oh, I see. Oops, sorry. And now, I, I, now I she's Talia Shire. Uh, anyways, okay. the thing is, um, I, I noticed that the other day when I watched The Godfather, and then I watched Rocky not long after, and I was mm-hmm. like, when I say the other day, it was like last year. Um, but anyways uh when i was when i watched it, i was like oh my gosh i forgot that's adrian and like she's so different in the godfather that i was like oh yeah i guess i kind of forget that like this actress is probably nothing like adrian at all and when i'm watching adrian i'm like oh man there's a lot of acting going on here like mm. there's a lot she has to do if you think about that movie she has to be like very vulnerable very shy yeah. she has to um 
she gets like uh you know like her her older brother is like really like aggressive and, and frustrating yeah, aggressive but, drunk but she also like cares about him like she, there's a lot she's doing to actually carry that movie that you don't think about as much because you're focused so much on rocky on rocky yeah, yeah but by sure. the end of it yeah. all you care about is the fact that rocky is with adrian you know that's that's all that matters by the end of that movie so um yeah i don't know i can't think of another actress off the top of my head right now because i'm i'm horrible with actresses so i'm gonna go with francis ford coppola's daughter nice <laughs> talia shire or talia shire um oh, okay so i i think i'm gonna go with sandra bullock in the blind side ah bollocks hey that's actually bullocks. a good movie that is a yeah, good well, movie a, I, I really like that movie yeah. and yeah i thought she did a really good job in that movie um she seems very she just she she's, she's, she's does she sell seashells down by the seashore she sells sandra's uh she uh she did a good job being um that kind of like overly caring mother who at the same time is um questioning each and every decision <laughs> well i don't know if she was questioning each and every decision but she she was being very confident in a lot of roles or a lot of uh, a lot of situations and i'm specifically thinking about um how she she went up to she went to the ghetto to where um like her i forgot his name but her new son's place uh like where he used to live mm. um and the the people that hung around there and she was like threatening him right or threatening those guys yeah, yeah. and like totally out of her element but um but like oh i don't know i just i just love the way she just portrayed that figure where she's she's always she's always like kind of fighting with like she knows what the right thing is to do and uh it's just a matter of like going through with it and like how am i going to how am i going to say this i'm going to deliver it i'm going to make sure that people understand exactly what it is that i'm trying to get across here and i feel like she did a really good job of that so i yeah i really liked her in that role and i guess like i i can't recall too many movies that i've seen with sandra bullock miss congeniality uh, other than other than that which i mean it's it's those are fun movies and but oh 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 the oh. cabin the lake house the lake house movie with oh, with keanu reeves say, um, <laughs> that's a that's a uh, bad movie but it's also good it's it's a bad good movie right <laughs> uh i was also gonna say the heat um the heat is Melissa, on with, oh yeah because uh because of the boston accent yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sorry a knack are you, are you or <laughs> are you not a knack oh i already yeah. seen the movie and i've seen that scene like five times <laughs> this scene is worth watching over and over again all right um, uh what do we got after best actress let's close this off all right we're closing What's our off female with, female fatale with, with 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 best best photo best picture best what oh <laughs> I, mean, well, <laughs> I didn't get your joke oh my god i'm sorry you okay. know what my mind did though i instantly thought of that one uh when um rocky and creed when they have their little like oh you want to go you want another round champion he's like yeah and they have their little like battle outside of like the ring and they have their little secret battle and then they do that punch and it freeze frames on the punch stops yeah <laughs> <laughs> i was thinking the freeze frame best photo there, there it is <laughs> best screenshot from a movie best freeze frame ever on film best freeze frame. <laughs> um okay best picture best picture I feel like this is even this should be I like I know what movies you want to pick from but I just don't know if you'll pick them. I've got a billion movies like honestly it could be Rocky and it could be Lord of the Rings. 
Yeah. And it could be Troy, and it could be War of the Worlds. There's, like, all these films that, like, speak to me oh, in so many different mm-hmm. ways that other people hate. Like, I'm notorious for loving movies that people hate. Um, not trying to, it's just how it feels about me. But I'm mm-hmm. going to go with the majority, and I will say Lord of the Rings for Best Picture. Which one, though? So, oh, The Return of the King? Um, no, no. I, I like The Return of the King a lot, but my favorite's still Fellowship. All in all, okay. it's the most cohesive story. You could watch that movie and never watch the other two, and you could at least have a good story by the end. Hmm, okay. I can't say the same about the other two, even though they're great. Yeah. Oh, man, I was hoping you would take longer. Uh, <laughs> what is... Uh... You can take oh, Rocky. Picture. You know you like Rocky. I do, but I don't know <laughs> if I want to give it... Like, I'm sure I can think of other movies that I would deem better in terms of just, like I guess, overall... Like, they had everything better than rocky right uh, but but oh see you got I... you gotta love rocky i mean it is the best Like I, I kind of want to, I want to go with my go-to's of my, you know, just my favorite movies, like right, Transformers the animated movie, oh yeah, or, <laughs> or Spaceballs. You got the touch. Do 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 do. Spaceballs. <laughs> Comb the desert. Oh, that's the funniest line ever. When, when <laughs> I was watching the original Star Wars, and they were like, "Comb the desert," and I was just like, "Oh my god, there it is! There's the line." Uh, it's like it's almost like the ultimate dad humor movie. We hate seeing right? shit. <laughs> oh, it's the funniest thing. I love it. Oh, it appears to be jammed <laughs> raspberry. And you know, I've still never seen Blazing Saddles, but I gotta see that movie. Like, oh, I haven't. And seen I've that never either. seen Young Frankenstein either. So Mel Brooks, I just I need to I need to get on it. We need to. Yeah. So, yeah. Spaceballs uh, is just so good though. Oh, what do I do for best picture? Pick airplane. What I do? Oh, I love those movies. Oh, That's man, another Mel Brooks. Oh, this is going to bug me. I'm just going to have to pick something, but it will definitely be something else I know. when I really think about it. I know. Um, you can always come back to me next episode with your real pick, but give me the one that you got temporarily as your placeholder. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with you know what i'm just gonna oh oh should i hmm i'm going with dark knight oh wow that's a good pick and that's a very good pick actually i forgot all about how much i like that movie yeah i did really like that movie. i just watched it recently I... and realized i never thought i'd be saying this but i was like i want the m- movies to go back to this like even yeah. the marvel movies i was like i want all of it to go back to this this is so much better yeah i can't believe i'm saying it now I... but it's weird i just i really enjoyed that movie Mm-hmm. like they so with Dark Knight, I feel like they they definitely compartmentalized a lot of things. Like there were there were aspects of the movie where you could have just could have like you could have taken them um, as uh, like different part or um, like they could have been their movie on its own, and we would just be watching part one, two, three. Um, I I enjoyed obviously I enjoyed the portrayal of Joker. Um, I like how he wasn't. He wasn't an over-the-top, I-must-create-anarchy kind of character. Right. 
um <clears throat> i think he was I, I i feel like he was a very good depiction of the joker that i know from comics um i think batman also because like I, I liked this batman much more than the other batman batmen like val kilmer and george clooney um i mean they something about when i look at them yet yes they are womanizers to an extent and batman i mean like i can see how in the comics he wasn't necessarily a womanizer but he did he did like hook up with like women right like quite a bit right and uh, but just on different i feel like they were just on different terms and i feel like i feel like christian bale's approach for him and uh <clears throat> and james bond connecting with other people and yes i guess in a man in a way um but then i i loved seeing um i loved seeing like the a lot of the aftermath of like joker's appearance and then like what is it doing to the city and yeah as as good as uh, like honestly i don't necessarily like batman or bruce wayne that much uh in mm -hmm. the dark knight trilogy i don't find him all that interesting but the villains are obviously the star of the show and joker really Mm -hmm. elevates batman so not only does Joker elevate the movie, but Joker makes Batman a better character for the Dark Knight, especially. Mm-hmm. So I think without yeah. Joker, that movie is really nothing. And uh, yeah, that's why I didn't like Dark Knight Rises all that much. And I think that's why is because Bane's not bad, but he just doesn't doesn't hold a candle to Joker. There's something about Joker that really elevates everything else. So well yeah. done. But well, man, also... Christopher Nolan should definitely yeah. direct a, a James Bond film. I think he would do really well at that. Well, he should direct <clears> a, <throat> a, a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. <laughs> oh that'd be really cool oh i would love to see that oh. you take it so seriously <laughs> yeah you, know, you would but like i'd want to see that because you know when it comes to okay so this is kind of talking back um or bringing back the whole sonic movie thing but that movie and movies like that i feel like are really just catered like we almost feel like it's supposed to be for us as the ones who grew up watching it as kids or reading the comics and now we're getting the chance to see it in live action mm-hmm. but i really believe that these movies are not meant for us even though we think it is they're meant for the kids it's for it's for them to get into it because right. they don't have the chances that that we did i mean maybe they do but it's not as prevalent because there's so many other choices so yeah when it comes to movies like sonic i feel like that's more for more for kids and so the ninja turtles movies nowadays i mean you could kind of say they're in a way still for kids even though they seem a bit darker than the past ones we saw but if i did see a more serious and dark toned one which would be probably more along the lines of the original teenage Mutant ninja turtles like the noir version of it when they all wore like the same color bandana or i guess because it's black and white so it had to be the same color it's the same shade like that would be cool for us to watch that would not be for kids that would be for adults and it would just be really fun. Anyway, I'm done talking. <laughs> this is no. I like to let you ramble on. If I, if you want to talk about dark teenage mutant ninja turtles, this is the time to talk about it. Because when I else in so. your day are you going to talk about this? That's true. Yeah, nobody else is going to want to listen to me talk about it. So anyway, but that's that. We are at the end of our episode. We we've, we've gone way over time, but that's totally Ooh, fine yeah, by sorry. me. But no, that's Ooh. totally fine. This topic would just ended up being the Academy Awards. And that's all good. As we like to do here on the Scumbar Podcast, we like to just talk to our heart's content about the things we like. And you can tell we were passionate in this episode because <laughs> clearly it's just, it's been an hour and a half. Almost we're still an talking. hour and a half, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, I had fun. I hope you did too. Um, I did. Anthos, it is time to let the audience know where can they find you? 
Well, if you want to find me, you can find me on Twitter at Anthos1. That's A-N-T-H-0-Z-1. And if you want to find me, you can also find me on Twitter at MapBrushGaming. Or you can go to YouTube and type in The Scumbar Podcast, and you'll be able to find this podcast on MapBrushGaming. We have it in a video format there, so you can watch it if you want to. But it's mostly just for listening, because it's just got some kind of visual synthesizer thingamabob on it. Uh, If you want to listen to it like a regular podcasting person, go to any podcasting platform that you might have or your friends might have, and you can find us at The Scumbar Podcast. While you're there, you can leave us a like, a subscribe... You can leave us a handshake, a high five. You could give us a thumbs up. You could give us a thumbs sideways. Um, the, the gladiator two treatment. No, two thumbs up, maybe. Um, I don't know what you can do. A lot of these podcasting platforms have little symbols. Some of them have a heart. Some have a star. Some have an exclamation point. Just give us whatever you but want. They all mean the same thing, and that meaning is you love us. Aww. You can leave us a comment and tell us how much you love us, uh, or you could write us a long essay about how much you love us too. You could write us at the Scumbar Podcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. Uh, we we have been uh, getting some interesting numbers with uh, our viewers here, so I do appreciate uh, I appreciate <laughs> that you guys are out there and that you're listening. I think it's great. Um, yes. Keep it up. It's it's nice to see you guys there. So uh, if you have any um, suggestions for us or things you'd like to see in a future episode, let us know. Um, otherwise, we're just going to keep plugging along with our own little episodes of things we want to talk about, like next week's episode with the Lord of the Rings book version. We're going to go over everything we can. So uh, Every single page. Everything in between. And Thaws, why don't you take it away with your last little segment? I'm going to call this your um, seminar of hope. When you need to shine the light on the aspects of your life, don't fret and don't worry. Just get through all the strife. Know that in your heart, you have what it takes. And if you need to, you don't have to go forward. You can put on the brakes. But when you're ready, Just grab a helping hand and traverse through all that you can in the best and coolest land. Finally, to leave you with one final thing, let everybody know with a loud voice how you feel towards them and let it ring. All right. <laughs> Sounds good. Great. Have a good one, folks. Goodbye. All right. Bye. bye. bye.